Hi, welcome to Darlene's Biz Talk, where you can hear entrepreneurs discuss the steps they take to overcome business challenges and succeed in an environment where only 15% of new business startups make it to their fifth year in business. I'm Darlene Zebel. Through this podcast, I'll share with you the business experiences I gained over 40 years of entrepreneurship from a variety of companies. We will discuss various business topics like successful marketing tips, financial management goals, partnership issues, employment challenges, vendor contracts, and many unsuspecting challenges that can put you out of business without any notice. Hi, welcome to Darlene's Biz Talk. Today with me, I have Amanda Kennedy from Atomic Age Modern. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Darlene. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you because you're you're so um, uh, you just your business has been expanding during the pandemic and everything. And I'm, I'm just so excited to have you as a guest because I really want to share uh, with our listeners everything you've been doing. So tell me a little bit about what Atomic Age Modern is. Well, Atomic Age Modern has a few uh, sectors of the business, but the main portion is our brick and mortar store where we do vintage resale. So we we acquire vintage furniture and home goods and even pinball machines and albums, and we resell them in a store. So that's the big portion, what most folks see of our business, but we also do furniture restoration and offer consulting with furniture restoration, which is a whole other portion of what we do, but it kind of intertwines with the vintage resale since we refinish the majority of our furniture pieces that we sell. So that's interesting. So you can... Um you know, from a marketing perspective, as a consultant, you're building your customer base by three different avenues then? Do you do the consulting online or how do you how do you do the consulting? We do. We actually, um, we've been utilizing Facebook for the past three years for the consulting. Um, and we know that there's many other options that we're looking at as far as taking it off of Facebook, but currently that's where we do our consulting. So we have hundreds and of folks who are all over the country, even in Australia, Canada, that we offer refinishing consultations to. They have access to our tutorials on how we actually refinish furniture. And some people have actually built businesses based off of the information and tools that we've given them. So what's the name of your Facebook group? What's the, is that... It's for, it's my husband, Bob Kennedy is actually the main, he's the master of refinishing. So it is furniture refinishing 101 with Bob Kennedy. Oh, nice, nice. And then your Atomic Age Modern brick and mortar, where is that located? It's located in downtown Mesa right here in Arizona. So awesome location. So how did you guys get started? How did this, how did, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so exciting. I, I, I It know. really is. It, it, it's kind of crazy to think that you could have kind of what become, what were hobbies turn into full-time businesses for us. But my husband with the refinishing portion, he had actually worked for somebody um, eight years ago. He responded to a Craigslist ad. They were looking for someone for furniture restoration. So he took a stab at it and he really did great with it. 
So the furniture refinishing portion now had married with my side, which is the vintage resale. And I basically, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was going to estate sales, garage sales, um, you know, purchasing online, whatever you could do to purchase items. And then I was reselling them out of our garage. I had done that for a couple of years and we eventually then went to uh, antique malls and started, you know, having a booth in an antique mall. So I would sell my vintage, you know, furniture and home goods there. And then eventually his furniture restoration was needed because I was purchasing furniture or sometimes even getting it for free on the side of the road because that is how we started. Uh, you know, so his furniture restoration started dabbling into my business and that's kind of how we put them together. And it wasn't until, uh, a little over three years ago, one of our, we were selling out of the Melrose district in Phoenix and the store that we were selling out of was closing. And we looked around to find another store to sell our stuff out of and nothing really fit for us. Nothing really had the vibe had the attitude and had the drive like we did in order to succeed. So we decided, you know what, there's no better time than now. And maybe this was the kick in the pants we needed in order to go ahead and do our own thing and do it our way. So that's kind of what happened. So actually today it is our three year anniversary for our brick and mortar store. Well, congratulations. Thank so, you. We're very excited. <laughs> so so going to garage sales, picking up things on the side of the road, your husband's hobby and refinishing business, uh, furniture turned into this big business. Now yes. three three arms. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So it can be done. How did, how did you guys survive the COVID challenge over the past two years? You, you know, know what? COVID was really, it was almost like, we had no idea what hit us, right? All of a sudden we're being told we have to close our brick and mortar and we were closed for almost two months, but it's kind of what you do with that and relying on, we utilize social media quite a bit to get our word out. We use Instagram, Facebook. Um, so we have great customers who we would still be refinishing, who we still worked in our shop and we still had items um, that we could sell. So what we would do is we did a lot of appointments. So it was private appointments that we would meet customers at our shop for, and they would come in maybe for one item, but they would leave with three. And we did that. We also did kind of like a, a mystery vintage, kind of like a grab bag where you basically just paid 30 bucks and you kind of got, you know, what I felt fit you or what I felt, you know, it, it was the right, the right item for, you know, our customer based on what I know of them. And we would meet them out front. We did curbside. We did deliveries. I shipped quite a bit. We don't normally ship our items because they are one of a kind. I can't, you know, we're not getting them from wholesale. They're not being mass produced. These are items I found once. So I really can't replace them. So shipping's not really, something that we offer, but I did for COVID because it's what it took. It's what it took to keep, to keep going. And we actually did fairly well considering that our storefront was closed for almost two months. And even when we reopened, we reopened with modified hours. We were just doing the weekends because, you know, everybody, it was nervous. Everybody was nervous. Everybody was, you know, 
and people weren't really interested in going out to stores yet. We we had no idea how this was going to play out. So, well, so what do you think? What do you think some of the major lessons are that you learned being a business owner? Was it because of COVID or just starting a business in general from 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 a hobby? I mean, what lessons can you share with some, <laughs> with our listeners? I'm sure there's a lot of them, but uh. you know. There's so many, and I'm sure there's so much I don't even know that I would, I learn something every day, but I think it's just, you know, utilizing all your resources, doing a lot of research online, reaching out to other business owners, maybe even other states who do something similar to you, um, or maybe even your next door neighbor, if you're opening a brick and mortar, um, because there's a lot of things we didn't know. We didn't know about certificate of occupancy. We didn't know about all the, you know, the cities you know, red tape that you have to go through in order to open, you know, legitimately open. And uh, I mean, taxes, taxes are another thing that nobody really tells you how to do taxes as a small business. So there's many of those things. And then, you know, mixed in, you know, we were open for a little over, I think like a year and a half when COVID really, you know, hit us hard. And I think COVID just really taught us how to pivot, how to utilize what we've got utilize our audience and the social media that we all have available to us and really, you know, maximize what we can, you know, and, and even, you know, think outside the box, you know, with the curbside and the, the mystery bags and whatever it took. And, you know, I had posted, you know, some of my ideas on Instagram and many other stores follow us. And I actually had a store in Atlanta, Georgia, who asked if it was okay if they used some of my ideas. And of course, I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're struggling. We're just trying to stay afloat during our shutdown. So of course, I'm happy to help out. And then after the fact, I got a gift package in the mail and it was from the store saying if it wasn't for my ideas, they would have had to shut their doors. Oh, so, my. you know, it's that's, yeah. you know, and I still get goosebumps, you know, it's just, it's being able to, you know, kind of think out there, which is what my forte is. Um, my husband, he's, we're both very good at what we do and kind of pivoting and thinking outside the box is kind of what I'm good at. And so, you know, it just, just because we were shut down, closing down permanently was never an option for me. Um, and there's always something we can do. So I, it wasn't even in my mind that this might be a permanent you know, situation. It was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? You know, even, you know, thrift stores, estate sales, nothing was happening during that time. So we weren't really acquiring any pieces or anything. You know, it was just kind of like, well, what do we have and what can we do and how can we keep going? Really is what we did. So is that part of your networking? I mean, just in, in how to connect with people across the country or around the world? I mean, it seems like you've built such a huge fan base on an international level. We did, um, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> if you just reached out to people online, is is that pretty much what happened? Or Well, because we do, not only do we have the consulting, which is a paid, we call it the paid subscription group, which is the Furniture Refinishing 101 group. We also run a free refinishing group on Facebook, which has over 21,000 members all over the country and all over the world. And so there's people all over who know mostly 
well, they really know my husband's name because he is the professional with the refinishing. They know my name. I do do some refinishing, but I don't do it to Bob's level. Um, but I also, I do run the group. So I am like the HR of the group. I'm the bookkeeper of the groups. I'm the admin of the groups. So it's, it's interesting to see the reach that we've, you know, gotten just from social media alone. Um, we also, we've been on the news many times locally. Um, so it's, we've gotten a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, media attention that way. And, you know, people walk into our store and they're like, you're famous. And it's, <laughs> I'm like, am I for what I go? I, you know, I don't feel that way. I'm just, I am who I am. And, you know, we're just trying to do what we do, but it's interesting that some people really, you know, look up to us and we've gotten to that point where it's like, how, how did this happen? But honestly, it's just by having the drive, having the ideas. And I'd say being authentic, being yourself and, you know, we're not, we're not conniving. We're not, you know, we're, we're genuinely good people who want to see others succeed too. So we've never, you know, shied away from offering help to even competition. You know, we're always, we're all, we're all here and it's, you know, we're all doing it our own way. So yeah, we have a really big networking group, which has been great for us. So I mean, is it, is is that how you obtain customers? Or are you looking for new ways to to uh, to search for customers? I mean, do you have a, a tidbit or a hint that you can share with our listeners if they're doing something similar, like Facebook groups or Facebook combination? Groups. You know, yeah, Instagram is a lot of what we do as well. And I know that there's other avenues now. You know, there's TikTok, which I'm not so great on. Um, but it's, there's always something new to reach out to new customers. Plus, luckily, we are on the busiest block in downtown Mesa. So there's a lot of foot traffic. Um, so we get a lot of customers just that are walking by. And our downtown Mesa Association is fantastic on putting together activities and events that really showcase all the businesses on our block. So They've gotten the word out really well. We work with other businesses in our area. Anytime they need, you know, gift bags or discount coupons and, I mean, even sponsoring events, you know, being a sponsor at a school, like I don't, I wouldn't really say no to anything just because even if, you know, it reaches only, you know, maybe 500 people, that's 500 people who are being exposed to your business and you might have something for them or you might have something for them down the road so there's just there's just so many ways that we work we don't really partake into any like networking groups or anything like that we've talked about like the chamber but we haven't done that yet either I think it's more or less time it is just my husband and I we're just we're a husband and wife team and that's it and we probably we're at the point where we could probably use somebody else so if we well, did that, we could probably do more, more networking. That's what I was going to ask you if you had any plans <laughs> for expansions, but if it's just the two of you, you would, it would be really hard. I mean, have you, have you yeah. thought about bringing on people or? We've actually just started talking about it some more. So I've been, you know, we've really been working hard for the past three or four months and we're seeing the direction that we're going and it's getting stronger and stronger each month. Um, looking at the numbers, looking at our figures for the past three years, 
um, it's really inevitable that we're going to have to bring on at least one, I would say two. Uh, We really could use the help with, you know, the refinishing portion because now I'm refinishing with Bob. So I'm doing a lot of the prep work where he does a lot of the finish work. And as far as, you know, picking up furniture, I mean, we're, we're, we're up there, you know, we're approaching, you know, the 45, 50 year old range. We don't want to, you know, put our bodies through too much, you know, moving furniture and it's getting to that point where these things are getting a little harder for us. So we can (laughs) utilize someone who's a little bit more, you know, able to load up furniture and, you know, because it takes us a little bit of time and that's a lot of time that we don't have. So I, I definitely think that we're approaching and I'd say by 2022, once I see how everything plays out this year, and kind of how, you know, COVID and all that kind of plays out, maybe I think it's time to expand a bit. So I definitely think we'd be bringing somebody on. So you, you understand, I mean, you turn these hobbies, you and your husband had into, you're doing this full time. You don't have any other uh, jobs. Are you working at this full time? Yeah, great. This is full time. Both of us are doing this full time. And it's been, my husband's been doing it full time for about six years with the refinishing and now the store for three. And I've been doing it completely full time since uh, the end of April. So it's, you know, and summer is the toughest months here in Arizona, you know, as far as bills go, you know, your electricity and everything's up, but we're doing great. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you finally allow yourself to do what you love full time, how much more productive and profitable and successful you can be. I think that fear ties a lot of us up. And, you know, we get so used to that steady paycheck. You don't realize the potential that you've got until you let that go. And and actually, you know, I really feel like I've, you know, arrived you know as far as what we're doing and to where we can go it's amazing now that you know we're both free to do that so that's that's really a good message you uh forego your fear and you jumped in and you did it and at your age no offense and i'm sure you have a family and uh yeah so it's it's you know, that's, that's really courageous, especially during the pandemic and going into a brick and mortar. I mean, yeah. what, what would you, was there anything you would do differently that you could share with our listeners that might be in a similar situation? I mean, did you, um, did you um, learn anything that uh, you would have said, oh man, I, I, I wouldn't have done it that way. I mean, is there anything that you would change? Or- um. I don't think there, honestly, I don't feel like there's much that we would change um, because we're pretty, you know, we like to play things kind of safe. So we, you know, we have kind of a smallish brick and mortar, you know, it's about 2,500 square feet. Um, We looked around for the right place, the right rent. And, you know, to me, that's where we wanted to be. We didn't want to get too crazy in size because I didn't want to have that much money out. We didn't have to borrow any money in order to get everything going. So I'm really proud of that. Um, I think I just wish there's just so much more out there that I'm, you know, not even sure about 
as far as, you know, things that can help small businesses that, you know, I probably really could have used, especially about the social media aspect, more marketing aspect, more branding. Um, because now here we are, we're like, oh, we probably should trademark, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, the, the, the little things like that, that we didn't realize our business was going to get as big as it has. We thought we just open a little store and that would be it. But here we are, yeah, three years later and, you know, it's, it's, it's got quite a following and it's, we've, we've been, we made quite an impact in downtown Mesa that I know that if something happened to us, it would definitely leave a big hole in, you know, all of the businesses down there and we do play a key role down there. So, I mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, part of it has to be, you have to be comfortable with you know, what you're doing there, but at some point you just got to jump and, you know, you just got to be, you got to be confident enough in yourself knowing that you can do it and you'll be successful because, you know, you, you know what you're doing and you know, you know, how it needs to be done. And, you know, you just got to, you know, that you can, you know, figure it out and, you know, failing isn't really an option. I mean, we've fallen down a few times where we're like, ah, you know, we've misquoted jobs, we've lost money, and we've had some months where we haven't done very well, but it's just, it's what you do afterwards that makes the difference, so. So why don't you give our readers again, our listeners, the name of your uh, store and your Facebook group so they can find you? Our store, it's called Atomic Age Modern, and our Facebook group, our subscription group is Furniture Refinishing 101 with Bob Kennedy. And then we also have a free refinishing group. It's the Refinishing Resource, the Mid-Century Modern Refinishing Resource is what it's Great. called. Great. So people can find you. If they're busy now refinishing their own furniture, they can learn something from you. So you're so willing to share Amanda, I can't thank you enough. The only thing I would add to this as a business advisor is I think you guys did everything the right way. Everyone makes mistakes, like you said, you know, misquoting or uh, on jobs and so forth. I mean, those are some of the lessons learned. But I think one of the biggest lessons that you share is that you were very conservative on how you did this. Um, Even though you've been in it for three or six years, he's been in it six years. I mean, it's You've been doing it slowly, so it it can be done. Um, people can take their hobbies and and turn them into careers. So I think you're a perfect example of that. So thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely, and thank you. Yeah, I'm you. glad to have you on here. And folks, this is Amanda Kennedy. And uh, look for her store in Mesa at Atomic Age Modern. And please check out their Facebook groups if you're into furniture restoration. And thank you for joining me today, Amanda. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Please visit my website at DarleneZbell.com where you can learn more business techniques. Read my new book, A Dozen Avalanches Threaten Small Business, Which One Will Bury You Alive? Available at Amazon. Whether you're a new business startup or an existing business, you will find answers to many of your questions. Follow my Facebook page, Darlene Zebel, Business Strategy Specialist, and get updates on future podcasts, webcasts, and my live seminars. In these sessions, you will have the opportunity to ask me any business question. 
Continue to listen to future podcasts and I'll be your guide on your trek to the top of the mountain of business success.